Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. We're talking today about something which Jane said, look, we've got to talk about this. It's a cool topic, and, and I agree. It's how to stay positive and focused with life goals. So that means... You know, there are times in your life where maybe everyone around you is kind of putting you off or saying no or you can't do that or who do you think you are anyway. Maybe you've been going along fine and you just got a bit of negative feedback and someone's kind of just knocked you, knocked a bit of a, you know, a bit of a self-esteem, got a bit of a blow. So this is a, this is a podcast in which we want to give some tools and tips for instantly getting back your inspiration, instantly coming back into your purpose and feeling a lot of fire and passion about it. I'm a little excited about this one because we had some beautiful emails on our Facebook pages when we did a podcast a while ago about life purpose. What's your life purpose? Right. And we talked about you've got to be your own biggest cheerleader and you've got to be careful about who you share your goals and dreams with and where you're going so that they don't undermine your confidence in what you're doing and your self-belief. And we had a few emails. Thank you for people to share those emails with us too. It was beautiful to get saying, I haven't got any cheerleaders in my life. Be my cheerleader. So Beck and I are their cheerleaders now. So this podcast is to help people that don't have the cheerleaders, to help remind them of their self-worth, their belief in their goal. But I also recently had a episode where I was hosting an event and, you know, sometimes if you're a bit tired, if you, you know, your diet hasn't been great, your resilience isn't as good as it normally is. And you've got 150 people at an event, 149 are having a fabulous time. One person says something negative to you and you let it, I let it burst my bubble. Mm -hmm, Like the balloon just instantly deflated. It deflated and I'm instantly second-guessing myself. Am I good at this? Look, you know, I've done over 5,000 events. I've been doing events for over 30 years. But I instantly went back to that, oh, is it too hard? Should I be doing this? Is this my purpose? Blah, 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 blah. Self-doubt, on it goes. So I wanted to share a few tools that I do when I get in that situation. Because it, yeah. it it happens not just at an event. It can happen. At, you just happen to have somebody say one negative word and because your resilience isn't quite as good as it normally is, you buy into it. But this is life, isn't it? Because you can't live all of life constantly on a high. It's completely, completely unnatural. You well, know, that would then become the norm and then you would be seeking something higher and higher again. It's almost like drug addiction. But it's unsustainable you know? and it's not natural. It's like, you know, I always go back to the seasons. You know, you need to have, there's periods of dormancy, there's periods of hibernation, there's periods of new life and growth, there's periods where things wither up and need to be exchanged or dealt with or let go and resolved. And, and then there's the real high times, the golden ages where you really are kicking all your goals and feeling amazing. So, I mean, in life, look, there's going to be periods where, you just feel really flat and uninspired. Like you just can't seem to find the creativity at all. Or, you know, days where you actually would rather, your body would rather curl up in bed and have a hot drink and a book than get up and go to work and perform, perform, perform. Like it's very unnatural to push ourselves on like automate on like robots. I mean, that's the Western world, right? So I think first of all, we need to be very kind in acknowledging that we're not machines. We must, you know, we are being pulled by all of these these etheric forces, the moons and the tides and, you know, the stars and the planets and all sorts of other, you know, beautiful emotions and the waters within us. And we are a product of our environment and a product of our spirituality and the world that we live in. And we are going to go through different phases. So like I just said, I think the first step is to be gentle with yourself, that you don't have to be on all the time. And to think that you have to be is a gross Western misconception. Oh, I love that, Beck. That's good. Permission to sulk and go to bed. There you have it. That's good. <laughs> I like that. I'll let people have a pity party for half an hour and half then we an get hour. into the solving it. <laughs> 
sometimes people need to spend weeks or a couple of months yes. in, in a dark place, you know, in the middle of a career or in the middle of a marriage or, or, you know, that's it's just the way it is. And I feel by acknowledging that this is normal and not what we've had portrayed to us through the media, that this is normal. It doesn't mean that you're not on track. It doesn't mean that you're not on your life purpose. It doesn't mean you're not going to achieve your wonderful goal, your dream. It doesn't mean that you're not continually in this growth process. Correct. Sometimes stopping and slowing down actually is the growth process. You are never not on purpose. That's a double negative. So that means you are always on purpose. Even when you feel so far from purpose that you just think, I'm so lost, how did I get here? I'm miserable. I've made mistakes. I'm going to go back, backtrack. No, you are always on purpose in life. So again, breathe, permission, surrender, forgiveness, come back into the flow. I like that a lot. Okay, so next up is what about when you're you, you're not needing to go into your cocoon and into into your inner self where you actually you're out there and you're going about your day and you're kicking your goals and it's all going really well and then something comes along and bl- the bubbles burst, the balloon's been popped. Yeah. What's some cool tips to do there? Now, one of my favorites is I get a lot of emails and I think lots of people get lots of emails. So I will get probably you know a good two or three hundred emails a day through through because of the nature of, of of social aid of one of the businesses I run. And so the emails come through and they're all great and positive and happy and, yes, I'll do this and I'd like to book into that and, yes, I'd like to swap phone numbers with so-and-so. And then along comes one real negative one. And if I give it too much focus, it can burst my bubble. So I've got an inbox called Positive Feedback. And when I get these beautiful rock star, gorgeous emails of complete gratitude and excitement and joy for whatever service we've provided, I flick those and they go into my positive feedback inbox. Beautiful. So in comes the negative one. I process that. I then jump straight into my feel good and I just reread whatever the half a dozen random ones that pop on up. And I reread them and it reminds me that I am good at what I do, that I am on purpose, that it's all okay. And then I jump back to the negative one and I'm in such a good place that I can see it for what it is, which is their stuff. And then I'm back into my compassion. I'm back into the coaching method and I can give them the beautiful advice that they need from that Perfect. point forward. I think that's also a really good opportunity. When, when people do find something you know, deflates their balloon, as we're saying today, it's, it's a trigger, and we talk about triggers a lot on this show. So it does mean, look, there might be a patch of vulnerability in you, some part of yourself that you are actually not that sure about or confident in. And the fact that you've immediately reacted so strongly means maybe there's something to go look at here as well. You know, yeah, that's true. This yes. might be a little bit of work, um, you know, whether you go to a practitioner or a therapist or you do some meditation on it, whatever, you know, modality works best for you. You might want to dig around a bit and see why is there a weakness here and what needs to change so that I can tough up toughen up on this front or get more confident with it. What I want to also jump in with that too is that I also believe it is completely 100% normal for I'm going to say 99.9% of people at some point don't think that they're good enough, that they don't actually believe in themselves. And when I owned a entertainment company where I had uh, roughly over a period of 12 months, I'd have about 500 singers, dancers, actors, models and variety performers work for me. I actually questioned a lot of them. I went through this thing about do you wait for the moment that someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, please step aside, the real singer has just turned up. Please step aside, the real actor's turned up. Hmm. A lot of them actually felt like they actually weren't good enough. Right. So I feel just by acknowledging that that is a completely normal thing too is that don't let that undermine your sense of 
self-worth that you can achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Does this go back to affirmations and things like that? Yeah, it does. Positive mantras? Absolutely. Affirmations are so powerful. Write something. If you're feeling vulnerable that uh, you're about to make a change in your your service that you're providing, whatever it is that your, your goal is, and you're feeling a little unsure about it, I want you to remind yourself of your worth, of your success in the past. And, you know, like if you've got an inbox like I have, print out a few of them keep them in your handbag. If you've got a a couple of sayings or a couple of lines that always work for you, write them on a piece of paper and stuff them in your bra. I like that. Louise Hayes does that. Her bra is very full of all sorts of hilarious things. Gorgeous. She pulls out mirrors so that she can say to herself, hello, darling, I love you. And she does all that. Her boobs are actually probably half the size of what they look like because they're all filled with all this stuff in her bra. Hilarious. Um, Other tools that are good is Doing some journaling of past successes that you've had and reminding yourself of the challenges that you've had in the past and how this too shall pass and that you have overcome these in the past. Mm, I like that. Therefore, you've got the evidence that clearly states you are completely capable. You have experienced this before. This is nothing new. This too shall pass. Mm. And in the future, you will overcome this one as well. A girlfriend said to me once, I was whinging and moaning about something, and she said, Rebecca, have you ever not got something done? I said, no, you're right. I, I'm going to do it. And off I went. That's I, it. I often think of that. I think, I've never not done anything before. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you're a doer. <laughs> oh, a and doer. I would think that, you know, the majority of people, if not all of the people listening to this podcast, they're doers. Mm. The fact that they're they're Googling and searching for, for information to help them to grow and, you know, you're a doer. They are all doers. Yeah, so yeah. take that on board as being a positive as well. Now, sometimes I might feel like what I am wanting to do is something that is harder than... I've perhaps tried to do before, like if I'm really going for a bit of a stretch and I'm having a little moment of doubt. You know, my favourite thing is to spend three minutes, and it's only three minutes, I jump on YouTube and all I do is type in motivational, that's it, and whatever comes up first. And, you know, there are millions of motivational oh, YouTube clips. There. Yeah. And, and what I do is it jumps up and it'll pop up, you know, your top ten or whatever, and I look for who's had the most hits, who's over a couple of million, click on that, and I just watch, and it doesn't matter what it's motivational about. It's irrelevant. By the time I've watched probably 20 seconds of it, I'm back on my game. Yeah. And the excitement's back. You yeah. know, that excitement of pushing through something new and creating and visualizing and doing and coming up with another little jigsaw puzzle to the piece that that'll work in that system. It's just it gets quick, me back on track quick fast. Pick me up, isn't it? It's the same yeah. reason people follow inspirational Twitters. It's the same reason people get stuff downloaded to their apps every, like, you know, positive yes. apps every day. They get yes. a new message to look at. Just, you know, the desk calendar with the sayings on it, just the little things. Oh, that- the desk calendars. Follow me on Facebook. I'm doing daily doses <laughs> and they're getting a bit of a gathering. Actually, they're getting a bit of a following. Because Jane does have daily doses and it's that idea that there's this one thing you can go to every day that's your little pick me up. Now, there's two techniques I'm going to talk about. The first one is always have something to look forward to. So there are times when we are a bit in the winter of our lives. You, you know, you're getting up, you're going to work, it's dark and cold, you get home, you crawl into bed, you get up, you do it again the next day. Everything's just feeling a bit heavy. There's times in your life where nothing changes and it just goes along and along and you get flat and listless. And, and when that happens, you've got to have things on the calendar that you are always looking forward to. Now, it might be a short-term thing, like next week I'm just going to go to the movies or I'm going to go to a lovely dinner with a girlfriend. It could be in six months I'm going to Bali or Fiji. It could be um, I'm currently saving up to travel Europe in 18 months' time. You know, you've always got to have your thing. And, of course, you know, maybe you need something. This actually leads into my next technique, which is the pattern interrupt 
technique. Uh-huh. So if you really are feeling flat, uninspired, bored, listless, but you just don't know, like you're thinking, I think I should change my job, but I don't really know what to do. Or, I don't love my house anymore, but I haven't really seen anything out there. Yeah, is that kind of, or I've got this product and it needs a bit of a zhuzh, but I don't really have the energy in me. You need to do something that completely takes yourself out of yourself. Now, I'll give you a range of wacky random examples. So maybe you need to really, really, really let go and not be so serious. Maybe you need to have a night out in the town and go a little bit crazy. Add your fun. Get drunk and dance like all night till five in the morning. You know, just let your hair down. Maybe you need to book an out-of-the-blue trip to Melbourne and go and surround yourself with courtyards and cafes and art galleries and culture and museums and just like fill yourself up with other people's zinging inspiration and just go, oh, my gosh, because that will make you think outside the box. Go to something really, really different like an interpretive dance movement or a, a weird art installation or something that makes you like maybe you're being put in a room of weird lighting with funny sounds and it's not something you'd normally do on like a Saturday. Oh, I'd like to go to that. That sounds good. You know, like on a Saturday afternoon, it's just something really, really different. Or you drive to a place in the city you live in that you haven't been to for 10 years that's just there but you never visit it and you actually see the city through different eyes. So you need to do these things for yourself. Ain't no one going to do it for you. Like you've got to take yourself firmly in hand even when you don't feel like it and that's the time to do it. And really say, okay, what's one thing I can do that's a bit zany and totally pattern interrupt different for me just to shake myself out of the box, the routine that I've been in? I like that. I haven't actually done it to such an extreme. I do a gentler version, but I actually like that extreme. That's good. I'm going to go find some weird light show. Hmm. I like that with weird sound. I enjoy doing uh, something that's just for doing, that has no end goal. So what have I done recently? I've bought wool and I'm crocheting gorgeous little nana blankets to have done at my shack in winter for next winter. Put your orders on Facebook for Jane's crochet rugs. <laughs> They're not that great. I'm loving doing it though. But, you know, no, you see, you can't order it. No, because this is not for an end goal. Yes. This is just for just, me just doing for my thing. Beautiful. Yeah. And so I will find that that's a nice, pleasant stop, calm, take my mind off of whatever, mm. and then you come back refocused. Because sometimes what's needed is actually nurturing. So when we're talking about these flat periods or these uninspired periods, or if somebody has had a big go at you lately and you're feeling really down and unconfident, you actually need some very beautiful, gentle nurturing. And that might mean, like I said, stay at home for a day, make some soup. It might mean just you don't have to socialize all weekend, say no to some appointments you'd normally always go out to. Um, it might mean, like Jane said, picking up a hobby or a craft, something that you haven't done for a long time that you really used to make your heart sing and give yourself permission to do that for a while. Yeah, well, I hadn't done that for 30 years. It was something that uh, my grandma had taught me. Beautiful, yeah. And, and it just felt so beautiful to do it and it's just, it's very peaceful. Spend time with a pet, an animal, you know, you go out yeah. and... Feed a horse in a paddock or, or stroke a dog or, you know, go out and sit with the birds in the trees, you know, nature, all of those sorts of taking yourself out of yourself things can refresh and recharge the batteries and reset where you're at. I also am a fan of sharing your dreams with selected people. Mm. And when you're feeling a bit flat, you can ring them up or Skype them or Facebook or whatever, but, but you pick the phone up and have a chat with them and just say, I'm feeling a bit flat and I was so excited about this. They will be your reminder. They will be the ones that say, no, this is a great idea. Remember, what about this, this, and this? And they'll start to remind you of this excitement of whatever it is that you're doing that you you have perhaps forgotten a little bit of. And as you listen to their excitement for your dream, you get back into it again. It's an energy exchange. Mm. And I want people to remember that scientifically, if you do lower your vibration, and you want to raise it back up to a place of excitement or creativity or joy, 
it only takes 17 seconds if you've nipped it quickly in the bud. Okay. So wow. If, yeah, 17 seconds. So if you've gone, like, let's go back to that email. So you've had the negative email and you've gone, oh, really? You're kidding me? I've had all these beautiful ones and you're just focused. You've become a little undisciplined and you've focused on something that you shouldn't have focused on. Then all you need to do is, you know, and, and that's why I'm a fan of the YouTube thing, because it's 17 seconds of being back into the positivity actually shifts your vibration. Yeah. So it's not long. It doesn't take long. Yeah. Some of my other favorite things are to get out a great autobiography of somebody that's had a challenge. Great motivation from people with autobiographies. Make yourself feel better by hearing about other people's awful struggles. It's always worked. Yeah, but only with the ones that have got the success at the end. Of course. You know, we bought the, we bought the success Happy stories. ending. Yeah, happy ending. Yes, yes, insist on that. Yeah. Uh, it is, you know, I am a fan of, of, of journaling and writing and sometimes I'll find if I'm starting to doubt myself and my ability in something I'm creating I'll go back to old exercise books I've kept my old exercise books that have all the ideas or the aha moments or the thought processes or the challenges and the suggested solutions and I'll flip through them and I'll find I'll only have to read three or four pages and go oh I know what I'm doing Mm. I'm fine back on track it's just to give you that kickstart of self-belief again it's when you're having the internal battle that is going hang on maybe you're not good enough maybe you drop that bit of self-belief so you use these tools to go hang on yes you are been there done that you're fine sometimes also i think what needs to be happening perhaps in your life is it's time to really look at surrounding yourself with better people for you you might not have a mentor at the moment now a mentor can be a celebrity who you've never met but you follow everything that they do and they inspire you and or it could be a person that you do know who's just a few years older than you that's that's having an amazing life or doing something with business or whatever that you really, really aspire to. And if you can meet that person once a month um, for a regular cup of tea or and just really pick their brains, maybe you actually go and get a business coach. You, you know, if you have got naysayers in your life or people who lead lives that are very ordinary and they never really challenge themselves and they're always very safe and so they're very quick to tell you, oh, you can't do that, that never works, nobody makes money doing that, rah, rah, rah. You know, really look at who your friends are because those are the voices that are being fed into your ear all day long. Okay, so surround yourself with the right kind of people. And another thing to do, which I've actually done a couple of really um, key junctures in my career is go and approach the person who might not even know you. It might be the, you know, the record store executive or the, the person who's the, the young businessman of the year or something and say, look, um, approach them with a phone call or an email, email and say, look, could I buy you lunch or could I buy you a cup of coffee? I just want 20 or 30 minutes of your time. I'd really humbly like to ask you some questions and use these people like not in a bad way, but ask them, you know, how did you get your most creative ideas? Where did they come from? What were you doing at the time? What do you do when you get stuck in a rut? How did you get to be where you are now? What would you recommend someone like me do? Yeah, I love both of those things. I had completely forgotten about the value of a coach or a mentor. Mm. And I have always had a mentor in my life. Yeah. Continually. And, uh, and that has been, I, I can't believe I forgot to mention that because and my yeah, humble gratitude. I know, my humble gratitude <laughs> to the amazing mentors I've been so privileged to have over the years yeah. because they're the ones that have, gosh, really helped me so much. Yeah. The second thing I wanted to add was that, okay, so te- television. I am not a big television watcher. Unfortunately, my husband is. So it's often on in my house. And I, if he's out the outside, I will be turning it off straight away. I like silence. There was a channel that came on and it was on Foxtel. It was something to do with a real estate show of selling billion-dollar homes or so, selling million-dollar homes in, in New York. And I just happened to glance at it and it caught my attention where 
this guy had asked to go for a coffee with this guru real estate agent. Now, he was a good up-and-coming guy, and he had just lost the contract on selling this million-dollar home to this guy. Oh. And so he sat down and he said, thank you for coming for a cup of coffee. What I wanted to chat with you about is that, first off, congratulations on, on winning the gig over me. But secondly, I wanted to ask you, you did something I didn't. Would you mind sharing with me what you did? What did you do? Wow, how powerful was that? How powerful? I'd never thought of doing that before, and I thought, what a brilliant idea. Yeah, so back to our last episode we did about karma. Rather than, like, stomping and snorting around and hating the world and, you know, wishing him dead, you're actually saying, okay, this is a massive chance for me to catapult, kickstart, quantum leap my own life you know, by learning from the, really learning from what's just happened. I was so blown away cool. and impressed by that. I, I thought it. it was the coolest thing. It's cool. And then I also realized, you know, I do get emails from people saying, actually, that I get a lot from, um, from people doing, um, papers at university and they'll say, you know, well, I got one recently last week of, of a girl that's uh, 23 and she was saying, you know, what would you want to tell your 23 year old self? It was such a cool question. Now, I don't have time to really answer that as deeply as I want to, but it was such a beautiful email I got, and she was asking such a cool question that I just made the time, found the time, and gave, and honoured her with the best that I could share with her. And I thought, wow, that girl, that's such a cool thing to do. Yeah. So I feel, too, that, that is, it's flattering. It's very flattering. Well, people love it. Don't, they never say that no. Is, they're not going to say no. Nobody says no to a coffee. They're not going to. They, and they won't say no in sharing some of their wisdom. But the people love talking about themselves. That's it's right. It's the thing in the world. That's right. Now, I would like to think that people are quite open in telling their, their greatest secrets because I always think that the world is, is abundant enough that I'm not going to lose my pie by sharing what I'm good at well, doing and how be, I do it. You have to be careful. There are some people that are that are more It's in the way that you guide the interview, if you want to call it that. So, you know, you're going to warm them up. You're going to tell them about yourself. You're going to, you know, offset any intention or anything. And you're going to ease them into it. Be prepared with these things. You want to go in with a list of questions. Don't wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't ask this when I had the chance. Like, yes, you, know, you want prepare. to really prepare because this might be a once-in-a-lifetime, one time you might get with this person. So well, what actually ended up happening on this show was that this guru real estate guy actually offered him an apprenticeship. And that's the other thing that you can know? happen. Wow. Because a couple of the meetings that I've done to that nature have led to jobs, and they do because you're able to show an amazing, authentic connection with the person that makes them never forget you. And even if yes. it comes around a year later, they remember that girl that they had the coffee with, and they say, oh, yeah, I do remember you. I remember you. We went and had that coffee down at such and such. Absolutely. What's going on? What happened yes. to help you? The other thing I wanted to share, God, I'm so impressed that we've actually come up with this now. It's not something I knew really before, and I think it's such a cool tool to implement in my life. The other thing I wanted to say, too, is that saying of we are a product of the five people that we spend our time with. So we have to look at that. Who are we spending our time with? Jane, and the other one, which is you are a product of the last person that you just talked to. Yes, yes. They're both true. Yes. So if the last five people you talk to are all really negative and depressing. <laughs> yeah, and they're not supporting you in your vision and your goal and your dreams and your yeah. belief and self-belief, then you're in trouble. But what do you do with those five people you can't get out of your life that you have to be like, forced to spend time with? Yeah. Here's what you do. As Beck said, you follow people on Twitter, you follow their blogs, their YouTube clips, you read their books, you listen to their podcasts, you submerge yourself in that person that you can't physically access, but you can submerge yourself in their stuff. 
And, you know, at one point when I was really creating, uh, I was wanting to create a new business, I really submerged myself in uh, Richard Branson's stuff. Right. So I considered that he was one of the five that was in my life one at that time. One of your coaches, That yeah. was it. He was there. Absolutely. So it, you're not restricted no, you're by not. physical presence. No. So really up the ante of who do you want to be associated with? Who do you most want to be like? And uh, who do you want to learn from? And in conjunction with all of that beautiful external work you're going to be doing, we've got to come back to deep, 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 deep inside. So when we're talking about life purpose and we're talking about where you're going in life and being focused or feeling out of alignment or falling off track or whatever, at the end of the day, the only person who knows where you're going is you. And for a lot of the time, sometimes we don't think we know where we're going. We're lost. I don't know. I mean, I've ended up here. I was supposed to be over there or I thought I was, but now I'm not so sure. And, <laughs> you know, we live like, we, we, because we live such busy lives and we're so distracted and there's so deflected and there's so much going on and we're so confused. If you are not devoting regular time to me time or quiet time, how can you ever listen? How can you ever hear what your body's whispering to you, what your soul is whispering to you, what your heart is beating? It's all encoded inside you. You carry it with you wherever you are. It's like Dorothy who had the red shoes on the whole time to get home, but she searched all over Oz to try and figure out how, but she had it with her the whole time. You've got it with you, so you must also prioritize, even if it's two minutes a day. I'm not asking for half an hour of meditation or anything like that. It's it's just make sure that you have a connection time. It might be a quiet time that you do sit down and write out your goals every morning or evening, your affirmations. You might write down a purpose, a mission statement. You might just things that keep you on track with your own private, deeper inner yearnings of where you feel that you need to go in, in this lifetime. One of my favorite ways is sleep. You know, I'm a big fan of sleeping. I actually really enjoy my sleep. Yeah. But one of the things, I use my sleep. I am working actively throughout my sleep. So when I go to sleep, I call upon my team, and everybody's got their own team. I've got my angels and guides. I call upon them, and I ask for my sleep, the purpose I want for it. So if I'm having self-doubt or if I am challenged by something and I feel a little off track in my purpose, I will ask for clarity for an idea to be resolved or for new understandings, whatever that problem or situation is, I'll ask for that to be delivered during my sleep. Sure enough, I wake up, there it is, all done, thanks very much, awesome. I love it. And sometimes if I've got a problem, I don't want to wait till that night. I'll go have a little siesta and I do it in that time too. So that's kind of a different way of meditating and getting your, your guidance and your, your, you're getting yourself reset in alignment with who you are and mm. what it is that you want for your purpose. The other one that we haven't met, mentioned, which is so obvious, which most people do as actually a first thing, is exercise because there's nothing to really, first of all, get all the stagnant chi in your body. The energy really needs to flow. Some people really, really sit for a long, long time, you know, and they just even need to get up and stretch more when they're sitting or they need to go for that walk around the block or in winter we tend not to exercise. Go for that walk down the wintry beach or, you know, don't be afraid to get out in the elements, get out into nature because it really can get the blood pumping. It kind of frees up your mind a bit. It does, it's, again, it's a bit like that pattern interrupt we talked about. It gets you thinking differently. If you can go for a jog or do something quite vigorous, go to a boxing class, get it all out. Maybe you just need to go to a yoga class and just stretch and have the, have the meditation and be in quietness and in, and in breath, and maybe that's what you need. Um, but either way, I mean, we, we know that e any sort of exercise is going to release the endorphins. Like I said, it's going to get that chi flowing in your body. It's like an open-eye meditation for many people, so do use it. I remember Deepak Chopra saying that the downward dog, yeah. In yoga, yes, is the most perfect position that if you're sitting there and you're starting to lower your vibration, and I'm not going to use the word depression because that that's um, that's a much more, but but you're just feeling a moment of depressed. Yeah, that's that's what I'm meaning. 
you just jump into downward dog and it's gone. So my girlfriend who had chronic fatigue for many years, you know, when she'd start to feel real heaviness sweeping overhead, she'd jump off the couch. She had no energy, but she'd get off the couch and she'd do downward dog. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's, it's that pattern interrupt thing as well. It just really, really would help her to offset, to get a bit more in control of the overwhelming stuff. Yeah. And I think the last thing I want to say is get that list of all of the amazing, beautiful qualities about you written and keep it and pull it out. Because what's often happening here is, is that externally you've been pulled off track and you're not believing in yourself. So you just got to remind yourself of truly how genuinely magnificent, divine, clever, intuitive, creative, joyful, compassionate, excited you actually are and if you want any more adjectives jane is the affirmation queen and she's got dictionaries full of them to craft into sentences to perk you up (laughs) yeah i'll write affirmations email me and tell me your story short story and i'll I'll write you an affirmation that that suits the suits the scenario yeah you're not putting her out she actually just loves doing it i love it absolutely love doing them go for your life look guys we've uh, probably used up our time today we've as usual had so much fun talking to you all please talk back to us we're on facebook facebook.com slash love hyphen life jane or is it love life love life show i always get that wrong it's love all right facebook.com slash love life show of course we're here on the wellness couch too you can leave a comment under our podcast we'll be here next wednesday with a whole new episode for you and until next week i'm rebecca detman i'm jane donovan and have fun being back on purpose and living your life life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening